This is Nancy's Next Chapter. I am Leslie Wake Webster, and I am here with my mom. Mom, please introduce yourself. I'm Nancy Wake, and I live in Rhode Island on a sweltering summer day that the only salvation is a breeze that's going through the house. Yes. It is sweltering here in California, too, but we have no breeze. August in California is is just unrelenting heat. It is really something. No fires, though, close by? Not close by. Although, gosh, parts of California are getting hit really hard uh, with big, big wildfires. When it is close by, as you know, you can walk out on our street and there's smoke and ash in the air and you, it smells like the whole world is a burnt marshmallow. Oh, I remember you're talking about that before. Gosh. Yes, but so I'm glad... I'm glad that you are, you're right there by the water. So that's lovely. Yes, it does. Well, mom, I know you've had a couple, you have a couple big things going on. I'm going to start with a smaller one. Number one, you are a new student of Pilates. Yes. I love Pilates myself, but I also know it's quite a complex thing to learn. How is it going? Oh my gosh. Most of the time, I just follow directions. I think my body is beginning to get what my Pilates instructor is saying, even if my mind is not as, as you and Conley both know, I'm one of those personalities that I want to get it right and do it right from the beginning. (laughs) And Conley keeps saying, that's a stumbling block for you. You should just do what she says, and when you don't do what she needs to see you doing, then that's information for her. Yes, that's true. There's so much to think about in Pilates. I lie on the ground in neutral position, tilt your tailbone up, pull your ribs in, make the rib-hip connection, curl into a C, and gently float your legs to tabletop, and it's There's a thousand parts of the body, and in Pilates, they are talking to you about all of them. Yes, that is so descriptive. But at at first, you do feel like you're almost lying on a medieval torture rack with your legs in the straps and your arms going one way, and, you know, someone's moving your legs in a helicopter motion, and you're thinking, this can't be good for me. But I told her, I told Conley that I went to Zumba Friday morning, and then Mm -hmm. we did Pilates Friday afternoon. And then I went back to Zumba Saturday morning. I could tell a big difference in my Zumba, just what I was trying to do. As you commented with your Zumba, it gets results. It Sometimes it doesn't feel like you're doing a lot, but you just suddenly notice that you feel a little stronger. You, your flexibility is a little better. It, I think it's really good for posture things. It just takes a while. So it's, yeah. yes, don't expect to immediately get it all right because nobody does. Well, see, I do. <laughs> that's, but that's just me. So, but I'm really glad I'm doing this. Yes. The other thing I wanted to say, Leslie, I am so sorry that I didn't start this years ago at my age. I think it could make have made a substantial difference that I hope I can begin to realize at my age, but it would have been so much easier if I had done it 
when I was even your your all's age, yours and Conley's age. Well, I, so. I do think the good news is it's never too late to make your body stronger. And so you are going to reap those benefits. And Pilates is often prescribed by doctors for uh, physical therapy and rehab. So it can make a, a big difference. That you thought of it before Lincoln was born, I think is amazing. Well, it's, it's a very Los Angeles thing. Yoga and Pilates is, is very LA. That's very trendy. I think Pilates is good for building that sense of connection with your body, but it also is a lot to tune into. And especially if that's not a language you've spoken, it's not like we're ballet dancers. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm trying to visualize in my mind what they're talking about, and I'm certainly not there yet. But I, I think you might enjoy knowing this, Mom. Um, I guess Joseph Pilates, who created Pilates, was a dancer, a ballet dancer. And part of the reason they have these crazy machines that we use called the reformers is because he wanted people to be able to do ballet moves like plies and, you know, leg lifts, but not have the force of gravity crushing down on their knees. So that's why there's a lot of lying on your back. And if you think about what you're doing when you're lying on your back and you start with your legs bent and you straighten them, you're essentially yes. doing a plie. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, Leslie, I would never have. I, I don't know when I would ever have thought of that. Wow. Yeah. Well, Leslie, I'm thinking how much you liked your dance costumes as you were to doing dance lessons. There's that one picture, and I know you have it, of you and Susan sitting on yes. somebody's fence and you have on your dance costumes and the tutus and oh uh, I loved a leotard and a tutu yes and you you were such a good mom to let me indulge that impulse of wearing my sparkly ballet costumes anywhere I wanted including preschool I remember yes oh yes when you're that age three or four you should have that freedom of expression yes and this is who I am <laughs> Well, it's never too late. Maybe I'll find a sparkly tutu to wear to my next Pilates class. I think you would really create a sensation. <laughs> oh, well, I'm so glad you're enjoying it, Mom. So that that's the less big change in your life. But the really big change in your life is that uh, the house you have been living in has been put on the market and they found a buyer and you're getting ready to temporarily move quarters. <laughs> Right. I think if my information is accurate, that the closing will be on August 31st. So it's very fortunate that I'm going only a few streets mm -hmm. from here. I'll still be able to see Narragansett Bay, uh, but it won't be like sitting here looking out the window at the sailboats and the waters. So I'm sorry about that. And I will so miss just walking five houses away. And there is the Zanu family. Yes, that's pretty special. Yeah. But I'm still in Common Fence Point. And the upside of this new place is that it doesn't have stairs. That's great. 
That is really great because the house that you are leaving has so many stairs. You, there are stairs to just well, enter the main area is one floor up. So a lot of the friends that I have made since being here are close to my age. And some of them are not even as mobile as I am. So if I wanted to invite them for lunch, I'm thinking, oh, how can I get them upstairs? Yes, oh. and now there won't be an impediment. It's interesting, though, the buyers of this house, I have never met this family uh, because we could not be here, of course, when they came to view and, and look. But there are so many pieces of furniture that they we asked them if they would like to have them. And lo and behold, they said yes. <gasps> That's great. Yeah. So like the dining room table and the chairs and uh, I may be the only thing that I am knowing for sure that I want to take them down here is that uh, recliner that your dad sat in for so long that and I find myself that's just and finally think she can find a place in her house for it. So it's great. I don't know if you remember upstairs, they had these Ikea sofas that are so sunbury. And that was the first thing they said, would you please leave those? Oh, wonderful. Great. (laughs) Yes. Oh, you don't know. I would almost pay you to. Yes. A lot of video games have been played on those Ikea sofas. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, we're making progress. But also, just like today, when I was looking through those boxes, so many trips down memory lane. Yes. Well, I'm curious to know your emotional reaction to it. I I find packing for any type of move very stressful. I find that I often uh, sort of end up judging myself and beating myself up and thinking like, Leslie, why haven't you dealt with this? Why, why do you have eight junk drawers full of tchotchkes? And I get stressed out about it as opposed to going, oh, look at this wonderful memory. But it sounds like you have a better mental frame around your experience. Well, I I do experience stress just because there's a time limit on this now. I have to do it. But I can so relate to why haven't I done this before? And then I think, Dory, you're the reason I haven't done this before. So it's really easy. I mean, when you've been married to a man that would walk around the neighborhood and see things that he thought, oh, someday I might have a use for this. And he would either take it with him then or go get his truck and, and go pick it up. Yes, so. yes. And he uh, he foisted that on me a little bit, too. I He from, I don't know how early, but... I, even when I was a teenager, he would say, oh, you're less, you're the family historian, you're the archivist. And I, oh. I I have taken on that role and I accept that role. But also part of me is like, well, darn it. That means I have all this stuff. What am I going to do with all this stuff? Those, those impulses between the people who want to archive and preserve and the people who want to release and let go are always, there's always a tension there. Well, and just... Anyone who's had to move, particularly from a larger space to a smaller space. And I told Conley, I said, at some point in time, 
particularly if I reach a stage where I need to be in assisted living, for instance, mm-hmm. the amount of things that I will be able to take with me are very limited. I'm aware of that. And so that's kind of been going through my mind also. But today in one of the boxes, I found your dad's uh, Boy Scout badges. And I thought, okay, I've got a box with things that, you know, were particularly meaningful for him. Yes. That was a big part of who he was. Yes. What else is in that box? A lot of things. High school things, his yearbook, some photos, but I have his baby book that uh, Beans did for him. Yeah. He was such a cute baby. I mean, he was a a cute, he was a handsome man, but he was such a cute baby with those big cheeks. Well, look at your Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) I think of all of the, the grandsons. Wyatt is going to be the one that looks the most like his granddad. He certainly yes. has Nori's bill, whereas Lincoln is long ago left Papa behind in terms of height. So just yes, amazing did. statistics that you sent. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. We uh, <laughs> went into the pediatrician and he'd grown in it. So last year he was 6'2", and this year he was 6'3", and a little bit, and... And is he is that growth expected to continue? Yes, the pediatrician okay. said he's not done, and I don't know how he knew that. I really should have inquired. I think they have they have some scale or something that tells them that. And it sounds like Noble's going to be the same way. Oh my gosh, yeah, Noble. Noble hasn't been to the pediatrician in a while, but just on the door frame, he's grown two inches in the last two months. He's now six feet yeah. tall. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yes. So AJ and I are no longer the largest people in our family. We are not the physical alphas anymore. Although I think AJ can still wrestle them both to the ground. And I expect he will would enjoy that advantage. <laughs> At least for a little while. They're like the wild things from where the wild things are. They're just big shaggy monsters. Well, now Lincoln's photo that you took of him with his learner's permit he didn't look shaggy. No, no, he was he was uh, composed and groomed for that, it, which he tends to be. Noble Noble is the one who just looks oh, like he stepped out of the the jungle after climbing a volcano. When Lincoln and I did our very first uh, little driving lesson today. Oh wow! Yes, yes, we uh, he we're signed up for a, a driving school where you know a teacher gets in the car with them and does the whole thing, but. There's a big backlog in California of getting driving lessons. So we just went into the neighborhood. We went down to the flat part of the neighborhood and then swapped seats. And I said, we're just today, we're just going to go forward and make right turns and park at the curb. And we we did it. We successfully did it without hitting anyone. So Well, and if you go down by the park, that's that's, where we went. That's a perfect. It it seems like that would be a perfect area to do that. But boy, I was reminded and he did great and he was very responsible and he checked his mirrors and, uh, you know, he was he was very cautious, which I really appreciated in that moment. And I did have that feeling that I think every parent of a 16 year old has, which is, oh, my gosh, this is so dangerous. This is so dangerous to be behind the wheel of all these thousands of pounds of metal and glass and 
speed. Whew. That's why you have you hire you get a driving instructor. I did think about that. Yeah, I was like, we need an impartial third party who yes has nerves of steel. Imagining this person as an infant in their arms. Oh my gosh, Conley just she's still even though Wake is such a good driver, but he is fast and sure. Wake, slow down, slow down, slow down. Yes. It's funny, though, that you say Conley going, because AJ accuses me, he calls it the car snake. When I am nervous about how someone's driving, I will go, and he will call me out on that. And he's a very safe driver. He's had one minor accident in 25 years. And yet I still car snake as if he's, you know, a, a speed demon who's putting me in danger. So I, it's funny that I do that. Conley does that. I wonder if we learned it from you, Mom. What do you think? I bet you did. I bet you did because your dad always said that I did that. So, anyway. Well, the way he drove, I feel like we had a reason to be car snakes. Oh, the Highlander, the Highlander just did him in, though, because anytime you got too close to one of the sides or to the middle, it would go, meh, meh. Yes, and, yes. Uh, that just, he he would get angry with it. It's just for your own benefit. He said, I don't know that, but he didn't like to be reminded that so. Yes. Leslie, that was, I think, one of the first indications that I had when after your dad had his seizure and went to the hospital. And this was on a Friday night. And Saturday morning, the doctor came in and said, you probably are not going to be able to drive anymore. And his reaction to that, yeah. And his reaction was, well, we're going to see about that. I remember, I remember talking to him about that. I think it was actually the last time I spoke to him uh, before he, you know, basically lost consciousness permanently. And we didn't know it was the last time we were speaking, but he he said, you know, very cheerfully, said, well, the doctor says I'm not supposed to drive, but I don't know if I'm going to follow that. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, oh, no, <laughs> trying to wrangle Nori Wake because, of course, oh, he of course he wanted to keep driving. It's that would have oh. been a thing and that would have been devastating to him to lose that oh, independence. Absolutely. But it would have been interesting had he been here. Uh, to take weight driving. Do you remember learning to drive? Who taught you and what the vehicle was? I remember the first car that I had, which was a Corvair. I remember it was a Corvair. And I was headed down Nicholasville Road. And it was an icy road. And, of course, I crashed. But, I mean, nobody was hurt. I was going so slow. And that first accident is so... You know, hope, hopefully it's it's minor, but it's so just startling. And until you've had that experience of knowing how it feels to go from a, whatever speed you were going to a full stop unexpectedly, it really is much scarier than anything can prepare you for. But it's so good to get it over and done with. That's true. That's true. Just like a, a new car, you want that first scratch to occur and, and not be too bad. Because yes. then it, it's over and done with, and it will never be perfect again. That's right. It's, it's a relief when the first scratch happens. 
Well, Mom, I uh, each week when we start talking, I never know really what our, our theme will be other than talking about what's going on. But it, it seems like this week's theme has something to do with cars and independence. So it does, doesn't it? It does. It does. Thanks for listening to Nancy's Next Chapter. If you'd like to get in touch, email us at nancywakepodcast at gmail.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-W-A-K-E podcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Podigy for help with all of our audio editing. Our theme music is Beautiful Dreamer by Stephen Foster, played by Nancy Wake. Nancy Wake.